This is Liz. And this is Sharon. And you're listening to Unrefined She. The well-being podcast for women like you who want to explore your health, claim your space, question norms, and live your best lives. Hosted weekly by entrepreneurs and women's health experts, Liz Winters and Sharon Bailey. As always, please keep in mind that the information shared on this podcast is for general purposes only and should not be considered medical advice. And now, let's dive in. Hey, she's, I think we can all agree there's nothing else that can quickly send your day sideways than a visit from the hangry monster. I learned pretty quickly during pregnancy and now as a parent to tiny, hungry, hungry humans that having snacks on hand is key to everyone's sanity and survival. And while my snack of choice is typically fresh food, it's not easy or convenient when I'm on the go. And okay, to be honest, I found one too many squished bananas or hard boiled eggs at the bottom of my purse than I care to admit which is why I love the grass-fed beef sticks from Paleo Valley. I stash these protein-rich snacks in my purse and the diaper bag, so I'm always prepared. Unlike other meat sticks, Paleo Valley beef sticks contain 100% grass-fed and finished beef from American farmers who practice rotational grazing, which is better for you and better for the planet. 100% grass-fed beef contains more B vitamins, calcium, magnesium, potassium, zinc, phosphorus, beta-carotene, and iron than grain-fed beef. And it has important fat-soluble vitamins that can protect against cardiovascular disease. It's a snack I feel good about eating and sharing with my kiddos. So if you're looking to level up your snack game, head over to paleovalley.com and enter the code UNREFINED15 at checkout to save 15% on your next order. That's paleovalley.com with code UNREFINED15. Hello, hello, Unrefined listeners, Liz here, and welcome to another episode of the Unrefined She podcast. I am so excited you're here. Today, I have the joy of introducing you to Naomi Levine. She is an energy and empowerment mindset coach who specializes in using the chakra system as an intuitive guide to help her clients gain confidence, clarity, embrace their inner badass goddesses, and thrive in healthy, mindful ways or in her words, to slay and shine. So we dive into, as you can imagine, the chakra system. We also talk about NLP, EFT, and if all of these things make no sense to you, or you're like, I've heard of this, but I don't know what's going on, please keep listening. This episode is definitely for you because I was in that same boat where I was like, I know this stuff, but I don't like know this stuff. And Naomi does an amazing job of like bringing us into this world showing us how we can use these incredible tools. Naomi is also a certified life and success coach. She's a practitioner of NLP, which stands for neuro-linguistic programming, EFT, which is emotional freedom technique, AKA tapping and time techniques, hypnotherapy, integrative alchemy, and she's a certified nutrition mindset mentor. Naomi supports women who are ready to show up as the best version of themselves in their bodies, in their careers, in their relationships, and create their vibrant dream lives that feel aligned as fuck and bring them joy and abundance. Please be sure to connect with Naomi over on Instagram. Uh, we've connected that in her, her handle is in the show notes, but she's at Namaste with Nams on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, So I hope you enjoy this episode. As always, please leave a review. Let us know what you think. And let's get into the interview. Hey, Naomi, welcome to the show. You're here. So excited. So so excited. I am so excited to have you here. Um, 
Yes. Welcome to the show. We are going to kick things off. We are going to dive in, dive into so many awesome things today. Mm-hmm. And I am like, I'm so excited to learn from you. I've been following you on social media. We know each other through a, a mutual friend and business right. coaching program. Um, but I, you just do this like am, amazing work and I am so excited to learn more about this like, with chakras and NLP and EFT. And these are things that I I am like relatively new to, and I yeah. imagine that a lot of our audience is as well. So I am very excited to dive into this. Always uh, love sharing the magic. <laughs> yes, the magic. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh, that reminds me. Okay. I'm going to save that for later. Cause I want to know what's cooking in your kitchen. That's how we start off all of our yeah. shows here. So what's cooking in my literal kitchen is I kind of feel like maybe I'm going to jinx it by saying this, but, um, I might be getting a new kitchen in that I might be moving into the downstairs unit in my building. Ooh, that's what's cooking in my kitchen. That's I, so exciting. Yeah. It's, um, you know, I feel like a lot of people always talk about wanting to reorganize their space and the power of decluttering and like a fresh start. And I always try to do that like around spring equinox, like with the seasonal change, I always try yeah. to do like, clean and a purge. And my landlord just approached me and said that the unit below me, which has been open for a while because COVID, um, that she would be willing to offer that to me at not an astronomical increase and it's more <gasps> space. Oh my gosh. I would have like an extra space. Basically, I always say that my living room, dining room, home gym, meditation nook, office, like it's all in the same rectangle. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> and in this unit, that would not be the case. There's like a oh half my gosh. bedroom. So not <gasps> my glorious. kitchen say, but sort of. But totally, uh, right? So yeah. So that's what's cooking in my literal physical kitchen. I love uh, that. And then in my biz kitchen, I'm in the second month of my new membership program, which I'm yeah. so wildly obsessed with. Yes. Yeah. I'm really excited to learn more about it because I've been mm-hmm. seeing all your posts on socials and I'm like, this looks fascinating. And you're like hanging out on Clubhouse now too. Can you tell I us a little am. bit about that? So I am not a Clubhouse expert by any means. And oh, no, me either. At first, I was a little <laughs> weary of it because mm-hmm. we were saying this before we hit record that I am in human design, I'm a projector. So I love sharing my message and like not even necessarily teaching, but just sharing my message. And like, that's how I'm divinely coded to draw people to me. And so the idea of it being a one and done, and then poof, it's gone on clubhouse versus something like this, a podcast or, you know, a live stream webinar or something that's saved. Like, but there's so many golden nuggets just pop out of your mouth that you may not expect. And then poof, they're gone. So that was sort of why I was hesitant on clubhouse. But the flip side of it is you get a literal seat at the literal seat at the virtual table with people <laughs> that you otherwise wouldn't have, like friends of mine who are in the m- midpoint, I would say, journey of like their entrepreneurship mm-hmm. have been in clubhouse rooms with like seven figure earners yeah. and talking directly to them and finding people that they otherwise wouldn't find, um, which I think is a really fun thing. And I think there's also something to be said for people that are in niches that are getting um, canceled and censored more. Mm. So like I have a friend who is a sex coach and a sex educator. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So a lot of that stuff is getting censored on other social media. 
Whereas here it's like more of a safe space or more accepted and people that might be curious and asking questions, there's no worry about like, someone's going to hear what I have to say because then poof, it's gone. So yeah. And I think it's just the idea of like getting to be playful right? Like if you think of a clubhouse, yeah. right? Like if you think of a clubhouse with your friends when you're growing up, like, <laughs> totally. it's like where you go to hang out with your friends and have some fun. So I'm like trying to take that approach to it. Um, but I did get a speaking gig and a client out of it. So you what? never know. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. That's cool. I was on clubhouse for a little bit and then had like a weird, cause it's kind of the wild west when it yeah. comes to social media, there's not a lot of regulation. Right. And I had a weird experience. And so I was like, I'm going to take a step away. I don't need one other thing on my plate right now to feel like I need to show up for. Cause that's yes. like my MO where I'm like, Oh my God, another platform <laughs> yes. to create content for. Yeah. And but, that's the thing is you don't have to pre-create anything. Right which is nice. Just talk. Um, And it's like, (laughs) if you happen to have time where you could either like read a book, do a meditation, listen to a podcast, or just jump on clubhouse and see what's happening. It's like one other thing to like add into the mix while you're folding laundry or whatever. Right. Yes. I was, I was scraping popcorn ceilings when I was listening to clubhouse last. So yes, living my best life over here. (laughs) Well, I'm excited for your new kitchen. I am also in a space where I am almost into my new kitchen. Yeah. We are remodeling. So yes, I've talked about this, I think on every episode of the podcast since October. (laughs) I mean, I'm assuming, or I'm hoping that there's going to be like a before and after reveal of some kind. There, there definitely will be. Definitely will be. We get countertops on Monday. So this is like, yes. Yes, I'm definitely a, a home decor geek. So <gasps> I'm excited. Well, I know we were talking yeah. about this like amazing piece that you have behind you right now with like mm-hmm. the scarves and everything. So good. Yeah. So, so good. Okay. She's, if you've been listening for a while, you know how much I love CBD stressed, take some CBD, sore muscles, CBD, of course, Liz and I personally use CBD in our daily lives and have seen CBD help our clients with pain, anxiety, period cramps, and more, which is why we are so happy to partner with our friends at Rock and Roots Farm. Rock and Roots is a family-run farm and herbal medicine brand. John and Candace, owners and farmers at Rock and Roots, pride themselves on supporting the community and planet through regenerative agriculture education programs, and affordable access to beyond organic produce, CBD, and herbal health products. We love Rockin' Roots, and we know you will too. Shop their CBD and herbal products at www.rockinrootsfarm.com and select Unrefined She from the drop-down menu as your affiliate at checkout. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Packed Apparel. Now, I love Packed. If you haven't heard of them, they are on a mission to become Earth's favorite clothing company, and they are definitely one of mine. I am currently cozied up in my favorite Packed sweatshirt. It is so comfy and so wonderful. I swear by their maternity nursing tank tops, as well as their maternity undies, Things you didn't even know you needed, maternity underwear, right? Well, Pact has got you covered. They have organic, cotton, cozy clothes for women, men, baby, kids. They even have sheets and towels, y'all. It's amazing. And it's about more than just cozy, awesome clothes. They're really taking care of their workers by partnering with Fairtrade certified factories to ensure they're both caring for people and for planet. They provide carbon offset shipping and really thoughtful packaging to reduce and minimize that life cycle footprint. 
Now, they're also being incredibly generous to our Unrefined She community and offering a discount code for your very first purchase so you can get 20% off at wearpacked.com with the code UNREFINED20. That's wearpacked, W-E-A-R-P-A-C-T.com with code UNREFINED20. Um, okay, well, we could talk about Clubhouse and kitchen remodels all day long, but I want to hear more about you and your story yeah. and how you came to be who you are in this moment. Yeah. So the way I got to coaching and doing what I do specifically with coaching. So my, my journey, I have to back up to my own personal journey, which really began with fitness and wellness and nutrition So I was in a space where like things with work weren't great. And there were like all these things that I just was feeling like stuck and the, not to be cliche, but like lost the dull, the sparkle was like definitely in effect. And so my entrance into personal development really came from starting a new nutrition program, which was through Beachbody. And so I became a Beachbody coach. So the idea of coaching and supporting people and having personal development came through that world. And meanwhile, like parallel to that, things at work still weren't great. And I wanted to, I thought that I needed a career coach to decide what was next. And a mutual friend from my Beachbody team is also a life coach. And so Mm. I asked her, do you support people with career changes? She said, that's not really my area of expertise, but I can totally support you through this current chapter and whatever comes of it, comes of it. So that was the first time that I had hired a one-on-one coach for myself. And through the work that I did with her, I reframed a lot of my own mindset and identity views around fear, fear of failure, that kind of thing, um, and what could be possible. And I realized essentially that I had been doing all this work on myself that I had shifted and the person I had been recruited for this job and the person who recruited me was my manager. And I had done this work and become a slightly different person in a lot of ways. And she hadn't. And so Mm. it was no longer a match, right? Like who I was when I started that role is not who I was anymore. And the things that I was passionate about and who I wanted to be connected with just didn't align anymore. So I quit my nine to five, not knowing what what was next. What were you doing in your nine to five? So that role and the previous role, I worked in nonprofit. Okay. Doing development and fundraising. Okay. And my background to that, I know. And my background in one of those was in a community art center. Okay. Which is going to come back because, um, I have a background in art. Oh, amazing. So that's, that's going to come back. So I feel like I'll I'll drop that nugget here. Perfect. Um, (laughs) so I left my nine to five without anything lined up, which is the first time I've ever done anything like that and scared the crap out of me. But I was also so happy and excited at the prospect of creating or finding what I felt was right. which was when it comes to a career change, not something I'd really felt before. And it felt really exciting. And so I thought like, okay, 
I have the wellness background and I have the nonprofit background. Like maybe I could do some sort of like coaching or leading groups. Like that was sort of what I was thinking. And so I wanted to grow a a business from that standpoint. Mm -hmm. And it just so happened that within, I think it was like three weeks, if that, of my last day at my nine to five, a mutual friend connected me to the coach that I ended up signing up with for business and mindset and certifications. Oh my gosh. Um, So it just like fell into place that I was like, I need something that's going to help me up level and also help me lay a foundation for my business. And this certification so shout out Lexi D'Angelo and the Taboo <gasps> Institute. There you go. Yes. <laughs> um, so I signed up. I said yes to Lexi with that like pit in my stomach of like, I want to throw up at how much I'm investing in myself. <laughs> yes. But the idea of like adding these new certifications was really exciting. So this is when I started adding NLP, EFT, time techniques, hypnotherapy, and Lexi's whole method, which was called integrated Al- integrative alchemy and now it's taboo but that's a, a side note but um bringing more of this magic so it's really the process of getting certified was learning how to practice and use these skills on ourselves so we as students were able to undergo massive transformations and see just how incredible these tools are and So I started using the tools. We can back up to what all of those modalities are. Yeah, we will for sure. um, I started (laughs) integrating them (laughs) for myself, started doing some one-on-one work. And I'm not exactly sure when I started integrating the chakras. I do remember. I had been thinking with the wellness piece, the nutrition piece, what could I do to set myself apart? And because I have this background in art, so here comes that seed. I, I've always been like a self-proclaimed color geek, like Mm -hmm. Pantone color of the year. Like that's my jam. (laughs) I did like, that's my thing. And so the idea of how to integrate color into the wellness business, I did this whole thing where I created a shake your chakras and I created like smoothie recipes, shake recipes for each chakra. And then it was like, okay, well, how else could I use color and chakras? And I just sort of loosely made a meditation and was using it. And then I started having all bunch of my peers saying like, why aren't you making this your thing? Like anytime you talk about the chakras or you say that you use it in your work, you get so lit up. Mm -hmm. And so that's when I fully committed to making the chakras like my thing. So I use the chakras as the overarching lens to intuitively guide where I go with a client or um, to help talk about issues and emotions and navigate things. So that's, that's the overarching lens. And so now I marry all these things together with one-on-one and group clients and teaching opportunities. That is amazing. Amazing. I love that you have an arts background. Sharon and I both, Sharon, my co-host and I both come from an arts background. So I was like a musical theater kid and then she also studied design. Um, I feel like this is a message for all the art students out there that you're like, yes. I know how I'm going to use this. It's like, you will use it. It will be so helpful. Major in yes. the arts. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. It doesn't mean you have to go on to be like a, I'm doing my jazz hands over here. You know, <laughs> <laughs> 
it could come up in so many other ways. Absolutely. Um, I would love to know more about, you know, you left your nine to five without anything lined up. Like talk to me about what was going through your head. Like you and I both are like in this business Mm -hmm. coaching space. So we're talking to Mm -hmm. students about this a lot. So like what was going through your, your brain? Would you like tell past Naomi anything now that you're in this space? I think I'm glad I did it when I did. I know a lot of people, if you were to ask them that question, they would say like, do it sooner. I wish I had done it sooner, but I do think that I learned a lot. Mm -hmm. And the fact that I was in the situation, like helped me realize that I wanted to do work on myself. And by doing that work on myself, I had the self-awareness of this is not aligned and this is why. Mm. And this was part of the self-realization too, that it's, being able to control the controllables, mm-hmm. right? And so I can't control how the people that I'm working with who I don't feel aligned with, I can't control what they want of me and ha- what they think of me. Mm-hmm. And I want to be in a space where I have the utmost autonomy sure, and independence and feel really aligned. And so, yes, it was super scary this is like the blessing and the curse. My father is an entrepreneur as well. My father Mm. started his own consulting business um, when I was 10 years old. So I've seen that. And I've also like worked part-time for small businesses. So I know I'm familiar with what that looks like. And so on the one hand, I was excited to be like, look, dad, I'm doing the entrepreneur thing too. But also totally terrified because he's very much about like, the success and like doing the thing that's logical, that's going to make the money. And so the idea of having to say like, well, I'm taking this leap and I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) It's going to be fine. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. And I think the fact that I got to a place where I knew it was going to be fine and I was okay with the unknown, even though that was a totally foreign concept. Yeah. um, Made me feel okay about it. And Within the first month, I had so many people, friends, family that were like, you are so much happier. Like, it doesn't even matter what you do because you're going to continue to do things that make you happy. And clearly you weren't doing that before. Right. And like so that, that weight was has been like, lifted. Yeah. And that was like the validation that I needed. I'm words of affirmation are my primary love oh, language. Perfect. Okay. So, <laughs> and I'm an Enneagram three. So like, <gasps> are you? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Are you a w- wing two or wing four? Um, you know, I think I'm like solidly right in the middle. I, I think, think I lean, I, I lean a little too because I'm a mom. So I feel like that Same. kind of I mean, happens I lean a little bit to a two just cause I like helping people. Yeah. And but I like think that coaching so, like, mindset. Yeah, the art background and the creativity and the mm. whole nostalgia thing of the four. I guess right. I lead into that. But um, but yeah, the, the, the desire for success, but also to be witnessed and affirmed mm. of that, yeah. that comes with being an Enneagram three. I'm also a Capricorn with a Virgo rising. So there's like a lot of that <laughs> There's a in lot there. happening. There's a lot of like, do the thing, hustle, succeed. Um, but getting that validation of like, yeah, I feel really happy and other people notice it. Mm-hmm. It was really, it's huge. Yeah. And I think that's something with like, if we go back to the Enneagram and like I dabble in the Enneagram by no means an expert, 
but we're so good at like putting on different hats and like showing up as different things. And so you're like, am Mm -hmm. I actually happy in what I am doing right now? Or am I just really good at faking it? Yes. Yes. So that outside affirmation and validation can be so impactful. You're like, wait, no, what am I, am am I doing a good job? Oh, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. Yes. I feel that. Lots of feelings. So (laughs) if, if somebody was ready to up level, they're like, I am ready. Like, cause that, those were your words. Like you're ready to up level, take it, take it to the next level. (laughs) Words are hard sometimes. Um, (laughs) What are some of the signs that something that in your life isn't aligned? Like you're talking about how like you knew it wasn't in in alignment anymore, but Mm -hmm. for those of us or for those folks that get like kind of stuck in the daily grind and they're like, well, this is just what life is. I see this a lot with like my postpartum clients who are like, this is just what's normal. And I was like, oh, common is not normal. So like, what are some signs that like that alignment is off? I think that in and of itself, the apathy, Mm. getting to the point of apathy. So this was also part of my nine to five journey. I, about nine months before I left, had the worst professional review I have ever had in my oh. entire life. And again, as an Enneagram three like, Capricorn, <laughs> that did not go over well. And the idea of like crying in front of your superiors and like feeling like a yeah. failure, not fun. Not fun. And I then spent the next like six to eight months truly believing I was going to get fired. Oh man. And I remember having this conversation with the first coach that I hired of like, you know what? If they fire me tomorrow, fine. And not from a place of like, screw them from, and that was like the aha of like, well, then I like, my heart is really not in this. I'm just there because it's a job. And that was like, I think one of the first signs that it wasn't aligned, that I would be totally fine if they let me go. And then I got to flip the script of like, no, I'm doing it on my terms that I get to choose to leave. And that was made it more empowering. Absolutely. Absolutely. Were there things that you felt like you needed to have in place to like take that leap either emotionally or even like on the, like you talk about like the logistical side, like your dad was talking about, like what logical things do you need to have? Yeah. So again, I really felt like all the things kind of fell into place in a matter Mm -hmm. of a month because I mentioned this before we hit record. I used to manage a boutique And so I reached back out to the owner because I stayed friends with her and it was in my neighborhood. And I sort of told her, like, I'm thinking about changing things up with my business. And I'm also thinking about leaving my job. Would you be looking for any extra help this summer? And she was like, absolutely. And I would love for (laughs) you to be that help. So that worked out perfectly to like, give me at least the sense of, I have a reason to leave the house and I have something that's going to bring me some money. Mm -hmm. And I also had, at that point, I thought that the beach body coaching was going to really feed a lot of the business. Mm -hmm. And so I was putting things in place with my teammates and mentors on that side of things of like, if I were to plot out how to grow this side of the business, like I have that support and I have the yeah. vision of what that could look like. Mm-hmm. So that was helpful. And then of course that, I don't want to say that went out the window because I'm still technically a beach body coach, um, <laughs> but it just, it shifted in how I wanted to help people. Um, yeah. And just the overall feeling of support emotionally and mentally 
Um, and also getting to the place that I had enough, um, like practices and rituals. I don't like using the word routine, um, in place that I felt like I could get through the day to day with some purpose. And I had things like moving my body mindfully, like the idea of personal development was like already rooted in me. So the idea Mm -hmm. of supporting myself and knowing when I need to ask for support was already there to some degree. Um, So I had that base to work from. I love that. Will you um, share why you don't like the word routine and you prefer the word ritual? I feel like there's some good nuggets in there. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I hate feeling regimented. Mm, Okay. I hate feeling boxed in. Yeah. And this is like sort of where I'm the antithesis of the Virgo and Capricorn in me Mm -hmm. in that, like you would think like the idea of being very like routine and orderly. I like things to be orderly, but I don't like being so um, drilled down into it. Sure. And the idea of routine sounds like monotonous. Okay. Whereas ritual is like a little bit more of a devotional, expansive process. Yeah. Oh, I love and, that. And practice feels like process. Mm-hmm. And the idea that like routine is just the thing and then it's done. Whereas ritual and practice, it could be a little bit more fluid. Yeah. And I talk about this with my clients too, when it comes to rituals of like, it doesn't mean, I just talked about this in my Instagram stories this morning, actually. Oh, that funny. <laughs> I say every morning I do morning rituals, but they're not the same every day. So it's the more you dive into this work, you almost get to create. And I did this specifically with one client. Like we built like a self-care menu or like a menu. So you know that you have all of these options and then you can decide what feels right in that moment. And with the additional things, like the things I got certified in, like EFT and NLP, that gave me more options to add into Mm -hmm. the menu of rituals. Oh, I love that so much. And I, as you were, as you were saying that I I started substituting like where I use the word routine in my head and like substituting rituals in there. And I was like morning routine. I was like, well, okay, I'm up at four. I make my coffee. I do this. And it's like, it feels like a checklist, right? It feels like you said, very regimented and like check it off. And then if you don't start the checklist off at the right spot. So if like, I'm not up at four, like I, you know, sleep in till five. Cause that's sleeping in these days. Right. <laughs> we could unpack a lot of that. Um, but I love this idea of morning rituals. Like, and for me, that's like making my coffee and spending time outside and it doesn't yes. matter in what order or how that happens. It's, exactly. It provides that opportunity. Oh, and I love that so much. Yeah. Oh, thank you for that, that reframe. It's the other thing that I love that's sort of associated to that. When you talk about the checklist I talk about lists all the time as well. And this is like one of my morning rituals is Mm -hmm. different forms of lists. Mm -hmm. And I do not use to-do lists anymore. Like that's not a thing for me anymore. Sure. So the list that I do, I always do a gratitude list Mm -hmm. of three things I'm grateful for. And then the thing that I shifted around the to-do list is having a list of non-negotiables Yeah. So like the things that are like really the top priorities that are going to move the needle forward and that align Mm -hmm. with like my highest self. And there only need to be like three things. Right. It doesn't need to be a 40 page list. Exactly. And then there's like the nice to haves, right? Like the other things that like, if I have 
the time, energy, space, resources to get these things done, great. But they're not like the fire that's burning the hottest. They're not going to move the needle forward the quickest. And then the other thing I love is at the end of the day, end of the month, um, whatever sort of time frame is the to-da list. Celebrating the things that you did get done. Right. Cause if you have the to-do list, like you said, if you don't check everything off, you're like, well, what's the point of going through the rest of the list? Cause I already messed up. <laughs> right. Whereas like, okay, these are the three, like the three non-negotiables that are going to move the needle forward. There might be various tasks that fall underneath that. Mm-hmm. And then you also leave room for like the unexpected. Right. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you're like, like the fact that I have the opportunity to move downstairs to this apartment, I didn't plan on that. But that's like a ta-da that I get to celebrate. Yeah. Right? And so it's almost like you set yourself up for achieving more than you might anticipate. And also knowing that even if you, quote unquote, even if you only achieve two or three things, you still get to celebrate them rather than being upset by the things you didn't check off. I love this so much. This is like, I'm looking at my to-do list right in front of me right here. It's like, <laughs> we're going to go ahead and reframe this right now. Cause I love listing. I have to like write all of my things down. Otherwise yeah. it's swirling in my brain and I can't do anything because yeah. I'm just sitting here thinking about all the things. So yeah. like that brain dump piece is great. Mm-hmm. I love that. So let's get back to your other tools. So your self care yeah. menu, um, yeah. but talk to me, you, I mean, in your bio, we've got chakras, NLP, EFT, time techniques, integrative alchemy. I don't know what any of that means. (laughs) Help me out. Yep. So, um, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with chakras? Let's start start with chakras. That's the one that you seem to be most excited about. So the chakra system for people who might be brand new to this refers to the energy centers within our body. And I always like to say, just like everyone has masculine and feminine energy, yin and yang, everybody has all seven energy centers. And in some, um, there's some methodology around there being more than seven, but we usually concentrate on the primary seven. And it really comes down to how you choose to work with them. And if you choose to listen to them. Mm. So essentially the seven energy centers, the seven chakras are aligned. You can think of it as being like aligned with your spinal column. So going from your root chakra at the tailbone all the way up to the crown, which is the top of your head extending outward. Mm. So each chakra is responsible for or rules over different emotions, personality traits, is associated with different physical um, aspects and manifestations in your body, different colors, different foods, different crystals. There's like all these different things that you can apply to each chakra And I also like to think of it as an energetic language. So you can also think of it with the metaphor of like an office building. If your body is the office building, the chakras are the different departments within the office building. So each chakra, this is the other thing. They don't produce the energy. They um, respond, assimilate, and manage energy. Okay. So like you often hear people talk about chakras being blocked or inactive or unbalanced. And so the word chakra actually comes from Sanskrit for wheel. So you can think of it like wheels spinning or like, um, again, going back to the office metaphor, or like wheels of like a cog 
cogs spinning together. Sure. So each center is spinning on its own and connected and spinning in harmony with the others. Mm. So the goal is for each one individually to be balanced and in harmony, as well as working with the others for overall alignment and balance. So there are many different ways to interpret and use the chakras. So what I do, um, the best ways to start is um, I always open all of my sessions with a chakra scan meditation. Mm-hmm. And that's something that people can do on their own is like physically closing their eyes and breathing into each center and physically placing their hands on the center that's associated and breathing into each center and just seeing like, does this feel like there's tension? Does it feel like there's something that needs to be addressed or released? Mm-hmm. And so the meditation that I have walks you through each chakra and the way that I use it as like an interpretive guide for my sessions. For example, when we get to the solar plexus chakra in the meditation, I say, tell yourself that you are strong physically, mentally, and emotionally. Mm, I love. That. And if we come out of the meditation and someone's like, that did not feel true to me, like that didn't resonate, that felt sticky then we're like, okay, there's potentially something to address around your solar plexus because that's where your confidence, your power, and your ability to take action comes from, right? And so using sort of the keywords and traits and emotions can help people bring that self-awareness to like, oh, that feels true or that feels like a sticky point. And then that gives us like the roadmap of where to go. So if we go through it and someone is having this happens a lot too, like people who say they struggle with visibility, mm-hmm. right? So you might automatically think that that's the throat chakra because your throat chakra is about communication and speaking your truth. And so the idea of like showing up and using your voice, you would think that's the thing around being visible. And oftentimes it is, but there could also be a block or an imbalance in your sacral chakra and you feel blocked creativity creatively and you like don't have work-life balance and that's creating a struggle for you to show up huh. or you're having trouble with your third eye and you don't really have a clear vision. And if you don't really have a clear vision and you're not open to imagination, then what are you going to show up and talk about? Right. So we can like look at it from all these different lenses And there's also, I do this inside of the society as well. When we talk about, so the society each month, we have a different theme. Mm -hmm. So for example, we started month one with anxiety because people experience anxiety, (laughs) like hello. And it's um, associated with the root chakra. So like, if we're going to start at the base, let's start at the base. But I also talked about how experiencing anxiety relates to each chakra. So it might manifest physically, emotionally, mentally differently, depending on what the actual block is. Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so then that helps us navigate where the work needs to be done and helps uncover where there might be a limiting belief or, you know, a limiting decision. And then that's where we go to the other modalities like NLP and EFT. So we use the chakra system to help illuminate and bring the awareness to where there's an area to dive deeper. 
And then we apply the other mindset and subconscious tools to make that magic happen. So when we talk about NLP, NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. So in a nutshell, it's how we interpret words, language, and sensory experiences and how they're interpreted in our brains and how they, um, the lens with which we see the world. And so things like limiting beliefs, limiting decisions, really strong emotions, NLP techniques are, can be really great for unlocking these things. So with things like time techniques, we can go back on your, your internal timeline and find the root cause of a problem. And so it might be something like, um, I have a limiting decision around, again, we could use the visibility thing, right? Like if um, I'm afraid to be visible and then there might be another piece of that, like um, imposter syndrome, maybe imposter syndrome could be a good one of like, um, I, I'm not worthy. Like Mm. my words aren't worthy of being heard, something like that. Sure. And so we could then use NLP and time techniques to go back to like, okay, when did you make that decision? And we tap into the subconscious. So you might consciously think like, oh, I had an experience when I was in high school and a teacher said something to me. But we speak to the unconscious or the subconscious, interchangeable. Mm -hmm. And I know this seems woo, but it (laughs) is like totally magic when we let the subconscious drive because essentially ages zero through seven, we are a walking subconscious mind. Sure. So a lot of our beliefs, our perceptions, how we view the world, how we act and respond to things are based on things that we hear, see, experience in the first seven years of our life. And they can also be passed generationally and through past lives. Okay. So when we do things with NLP and time techniques, we can go back to root causes to unlock and release emotions and decisions. So I know personally myself and clients, we've gone back like seven generations and found something or like four past lives. And you're like, I don't know why I said it's four lifetimes back, but it is. Okay, cool. Great. We go there. And you go back on your timeline and you get to take away lessons about why that emotion or that decision was made so that you can let go of it. And it's really powerful. I have, I distinctly remember one of the first clients I worked with saying like, I've been going to therapy for years, trying to understand and like rid myself of this. And you just did it in 10 minutes. Like that's how cool. That's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. So, So, yeah. Oh, I was, I was going to ask. So how would you like, somebody's like, okay, I'm intrigued but I'm skeptical because we dabble Mm -hmm. in the woo here. Like, Mm -hmm. let's be real. So how would you, and I imagine that that can show up as blockages as well. Like if you aren't open to something, like it's not going to work. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So how do you help people overcome that initial skepticism? Mm, That's a good question. So oftentimes too, it's about like creating rapport with Mm -hmm. a client and really understanding what they're open to and understanding how to ask the right questions Right. And so that's a lot of, uh, coaching comes down to powerful questioning, right? right? You know that. So, um, 
And it also could be like, if the idea of traveling on your timeline seems a little weird, there is an exercise that I do with people who have never done it before. And they're like, oh, okay, that's not as weird as I thought it was. So once you experience it for like two minutes, mm-hmm. you're like, okay, I get it. Um, the other option then is to try other techniques and other modalities. So like EFT, we don't have to travel back in your subconscious timeline. And what does EFT stand for? So EFT is emotional freedom technique. Okay. And it's very similar. There's a lot of parallels to acupuncture mm, in okay. that we talk about balancing energy in acupuncture. It's called your chi. And with acupuncture, the needles are placed, right? People probably know this, that they place the needles on specific trigger points that are connected to different emotions and parts of the body, right? And it's referred to as the meridian system in your body. Mm -hmm. That's where those points come from. EFT uses the same concept. Okay. Without any needles. (laughs) Without needles. (laughs) Without having to like use your full body. Okay. So the other EFT is also known as tapping. Oh, tapping. I've heard of tapping, right? Yeah. So the points that you tap on are on your hands, your face, your collarbone, um, under the arm and top of the head. So Mm. they're not like, you don't need to get undressed. You don't need any tools. (laughs) Like you can do it on your own. Reach your toe to like tap the, yeah, yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Um, and even that can seem like, how does tapping on my forehead help like unblock my anxiety? But it, Essentially what it does is the goal is to rebalance your energy. So with EFT, you tap on the problem, the negative mm-hmm. to really draw it out. And then you reinforce positive statements. So you really, when I do custom one-on-one EFT, we really dive deep so that we use your specific words mm-hmm. and feelings to conjure the real sense of what you're experiencing in the moment with the negative and what you really desire to feel when we place in the positive tapping. Could you give an example of both of those, like what that would look like? Yes. So if you are tapping on anxiety, right, you would, if we were in a one-on-one session, I would ask you some questions about like, what are you making this anxiety mean? Where are you feeling it in your body? What thoughts do you have? What other emotions are associated? And so maybe you're anxious around like your ability to be a good mom, right? Mm -hmm. And so, or like feeling isolated as a mom. So those might be other words that get thrown in there. So you'd be tapping through the points, like I feel really anxious and you would feel, fill fill in the spots with, um, I feel tightness in my chest, Mm. Um, and so tapping on like the tightness in my chest, the tightness in my chest, the tightness in my chest, mm-hmm. um, this gives me a headache. I hate feeling this way. It makes me feel alone. It makes me feel helpless. Mm-hmm. And so as you say, each statement, you're tapping on one of the points. Mm, okay. And then the positive would be like, what do you want to feel instead is what we tap in. So like, I want to feel empowered. I know that I'm worthy. I can be a good mom. I can ask for the support I need. Things like that. Um, so it's really super powerful when you do it in that one-on-one context, building a custom script, but I also build scripts for like inside the society. There's Mm -hmm. more, um, generic scripts that you can tap through. That's amazing. Yeah. Super, super cool. Mm -hmm. Like I want to try this. Um, yeah. 
And it's really good when you're experiencing it like in the moment. And you can also do things around like a money mindset. Mm -hmm. If you have fear around abundance or doubting where your money is going to come from, there's tons of stuff you could do with that with tapping. I love that. And would you, so you, when you were going through this NLP pro or Alexi's program, um, yeah. is it, is just NLP or she does, she does all the, she does it's NLP, EFT, time techniques, clinical hypnotherapy, life and success coaching, and it's like then the full her, suite, her own, her own, uh, modality. Gotcha. Gotcha. When you were talking about how it was like a healing process for you all to go through, I was thinking like yeah. when I was in my nutrition program, so many people were in this nutrition program because they wanted to help other people, but because they were so interested in learning yes. about themselves yep. and being able to help themselves. Mm-hmm. And so as we're looking at these techniques, would you, is this something that like, you'd be like, yeah, go learn about it. You should do it yourself or something you would recommend working with a coach on, or mm. how would you like that kind of approach? I would say work with a coach first to experience mm. it and understand yeah. it and see the results that you get. And then if it's something that you want to pursue getting certified in, then that's like a whole separate conversation of like how to find, right? Um, But having the, and like EFT is the kind of thing that once you know how to use it, the more you use it, I do have some clients that I've worked with long enough that are able to sort of adapt scripts for themselves. Sure. So it is one that you can kind of do yourself. Things like hypnotherapy and NLP techniques, it's you really, you have to use a practitioner. Yeah, you use a practitioner. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Tapping um, reminds me of like grounding. About this. Yeah, I always talk about the idea of like growth versus healing. Ooh, okay. And like healing Love versus that. growth and like which comes first. And I think this happens, like you said, people go into a program thinking, I want to get certified in these things to help other people. And the process you get to grow and heal yourself. Yeah. So that is really powerful. So once you experience it, if you decide it's something that could be a good fit for your business, then that would be the route to then go deeper. That's amazing. Amazing. Will you tell us more about Slay and Shine Society? Mm -hmm. So I'm super excited about this. Essentially, like I was mentioning, it's a monthly container. So you can either pay per month or you can prepay for the whole year. And each month is a new theme or topic. And I like to think of the resource library as like a choose your own adventure style toolkit. So the idea being, so for the example, we had the first portal was anxiety. So you can go into the anxiety portal and say, I'm experiencing anxiety. What can I do to support myself? There's a meditation, there's an EFT script, there's a lesson on how anxiety manifests with each chakra mm. and guidance on what essential oils or crystals to use to support that. And so you can, again, this is like, if you're a little bit skeptical about like, or if you know that like EFT is not my thing, like I'm not a kinesthetic person, mm-hmm. you want to go a little bit more woo and you want to experiment with the crystals and essential oils, you could try that. Cool. If you're like, I want to be a little bit more passive and just receive do the meditation or hypnosis for the portal. That's amazing. Each month is a different theme. Each month there's at minimum three resources around that topic. And then there's uh, a monthly group call where we talk about that topic and go through some journaling exercises. And I've set it up so that that call is at the beginning of the month so that we 
introduce the theme and I can also get feedback from the participants, from the members about how they feel about that particular topic. So then I can use their words when I create EFT scripts. Absolutely. So smart. (laughs) Um, And then there's other like pop-up bonuses that I just, we have a Facebook group that is really super supportive. Mm. I'm someone who thrives in community. And so I feel like the people that I call in generally are the same, that they are either craving community or they know that having a community is where they feel really supportive and it's really helps them progress and grow. So I really wanted to have that as part of that. So right now it's in a Facebook community and there's a couple of, you know, weekly check-ins on like, what's your goal for the week or your non-negotiables for the week, Mm -hmm. what are you celebrating? And then there's other pop-up things. I went in and talked about the list that I mentioned before as a pop-up, full moon ceremony. This month is creativity. So we're going to do a creative expression workshop later this month to help people kind of tap into that. So there's other little like pop-ups and there's probably going to be some guest experts along the way, um, just sort of rich in that experience. Uh, And then there's a VIP option if you wanted to add in one-on-one support every month. As amazing. Well. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Who is, who is this for? Like, who is your like perfect person that's walking in? They like see this. They're like, Oh, this is clearly for me. Yeah. So I should also say that, um, a word or concept that's like really a top value for me is curiosity. Mm-hmm. So someone who aligns with that and is like really open and curious, yeah. curious about how they can grow and heal wanting to get access and experience with new forms of healing and growth Mm -hmm. and someone who thrives in community. Like I mentioned, um, I, I will say this is the other reason that I designed this in this way is that it's not specifically designed for just entrepreneurs or just people in nine to five. I didn't Mm -hmm. want to niche it that way because right at the end of the day, these tools could be applicable in any realm of life for any goal that you're trying to manifest. Mm-hmm. And it's actually creating a really beautiful diversity in the group. Yeah, I bet. And it actually makes it that much more powerful for people to feel seen and witnessed of what I'm experiencing. Someone else that I thought I have nothing in common with feels the same way. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Uh, And so like the collective curiosity and collective growth, anyone who like that sounds really exciting to, this is for you. 1000%. I love Uh, that. It also seems like you would capture those folks that have like tried more conventional ways of like healing and understanding what's going on and why they just, why they're struggling with apathy is like, is that fair? Yeah. And they're just like not getting anywhere. Yeah. And so, and it's like that stuck to unstoppable. Yeah. Oh, I like, love that. That's I great. Even, I had someone ask me. Put that on a t-shirt. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, I had someone ask me when she was curious about joining and she was mm-hmm. like, I feel like I've tried a lot of things and I'm sort of at my wit's end. So I'm open to new things and I don't want to feel like I'm going to an AA meeting every week. <laughs> Fair. I don't, it, I know that it won't be productive for me to be in a space where everyone's commiserating or complaining. Sure. And I was like, yep, that's not, I don't operate that way. I nope. don't 
like, yes, we want to honor feeling the feels, yeah. but we also want to look at moving forward. Right. So even like that first monthly call around anxiety, we talked about how does anxiety manifest for you, right? What does it feel like? What's that experience like? But then also, why are you grateful? Like what sort of gratitude can you express for the fact that you've experienced anxiety? What lessons mm. have you learned through navigating anxiety? Right. Like what are we going to take from this and go forward? Yes, exactly. Because at the end of the day, the concept of self-awareness and self-trust are so important. And I think if you're not being curious, you can't cultivate the self-awareness and self-trust at a fast enough rate to be productive. Yeah. So yeah. the idea of like staying curious and staying forward oriented is really uh I don't want to say crucial or essential to the society, but it is an important value. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It sounds incredible. Like what an amazing service and space that you're providing for folks. Thank you. I love it. Um, if people wanted to connect with you and learn more about your work, where, where would be the best place? Clubhouse, yeah. one thing, but if they don't have an invite. Clubhouse for sure. But I, <laughs> I, I live, I hang out on Instagram more cool. than anywhere else. Yeah. That's like my go-to. Um, I was even just having a conversation with someone about like the death of the Facebook group, the death of the free Facebook group. <sighs> I know which is, like people have mixed feelings about, but yeah. Um, yeah. Instagram is where I live. I do weekly tea talks on mm -hmm. I do Tuesday tea talks where yes. I go and talk about anything under the sun sort of topic. And I do, um, I also do card polls and I use the chakras for my card polls. Yes. So I, go check those out. Yeah. I usually put a card poll in on the tea talks, which is really yeah. fun. I was watching a few of those and I like, just loved them. And you did a, actually, did, I think you did a card poll for me a couple weeks I did. ago. And I was like, yes. Yeah. So I like grabbed my partner. I was like, do you see, I don't remember what it was, but I was like, this is like so spot on. Oh my gosh. And I think that's when I messaged you. It and I was so like, do you want to come on. on the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> I think it might've been. I feel like it was one of the trees, like the sick. There was something about like mm -hmm. the expansion, like rooting and expansion, something yes, around something that. like that. Stable yeah. foundation. It was like around that. I think yeah, it was yeah. so good. Yeah. Oh, this has been such an amazing conversation. I just really appreciate you explaining all of this and like of bringing this into your world and like so fascinating. And I'm going to go dive down this hole, like rabbit hole in a few minutes too. I'm excited. I mean, I could talk more. about this stuff for hours as you probably Perfect. can tell. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, I think we need to have you back to like dive into some more of these techniques and kind of yeah. go into an even deeper thing. That'd be really fun. For sure. We could even do, you know, a chakra reading <gasps> or chakra that. meditation or something on yes. the pod. Yeah. Let's do it. Yeah. Perfect. Amazing. Awesome. Thanks all. And go ahead and go follow Naomi over on Instagram. If you're on clubhouse, go check out what she's doing on clubhouse and then definitely go check out slay and shine society. You can hear my child screaming in the background. Yep. So yep. that's my cue to that's call it a day. <laughs> Thanks so much for being here. You're so welcome.